We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. So, so Matt, have you seen the changes that have taken place since we made the announcement two weeks ago that we're offering wrestling with the basics to be your social media alternative? But I, you know, you have pointed out a few changes to me that have recently done. Well, well, think about it. Who's the Tesla guy? Oh, yeah, then. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so Elon Musk, you know, he was going to buy Twitter, and all of a sudden, no, he's put that deal off. Book apparently is so concerned about us being the new social media that they're rebranding themselves now as Meta. In fact, now, this is the that. honest to God. I'm not making this up. This is honest to God. The title from a, an article on the internet on Saturday says Mark Zuckerberg may have made a mistake that will bring the end to Facebook. And I think it's probably ignoring wrestling with the basics. I didn't read the article, but I suspect that's what it was going to say. And then, of course, the other thing is, look at the statistics. Google use. The use of Google has reduced dramatically and continues to be reduced. You know, when I'm, I said that we would be the social media alternative, I just was making that as a joke. But think of the impact that we're having on the Internet, Matt. Yeah, those things are pretty remarkable, John, no doubt they about are. it. But I think most of those things took place you know, before we made that announcement. Yeah. So, so what's that supposed so, to mean? Well, I'm wondering if maybe Rest of the Basics doesn't quite have the social media reach that, that you might think it does, John. Huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never even thought of it. Oh, no, man. No, no, no. You're totally. Matt, here's what's happened. Someone must have leaked. Someone must have leaked the announcement. Oh, That's yeah. that. Now, I. At first, I thought it was KFU, it's someone at the station. But, you know, security is ultra super tight. I can't imagine anyone at KFU. Oh, you know Silly what it me. is? That... Go ahead. Go ahead. That's the only ex... That has to be the only explanation, John. There was a leak. I, I, and you know what it is? It's that What's Zuckerberg. It? it says Zuckerberg. He put, I bet you anything, he's put some of his tiny mini robot spies on our computers, Matt. That's what it is. That's Zuckerberg. He's got his tiny robot spy. So he's been monitoring us. Who knows? For years, probably. He saw it coming, Matt. He's got that kind of, oh, Matt. Oh, no. No, Matt. What? Look at the clock. The show's already started. Give me the <laughs> I'm so sorry. Matt and I got talking. We didn't even realize the show had begun. I am Pastor John Lekomsky coming to you from the beautiful climate of Northfield, Minnesota. And I am Pastor Matt. Young blood Clark coming to you from the not so ideal climate of <laughs> steamy, hot, humid St. Louis, Missouri, where I serve as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. But tell them that you're leaving the heat of St. Louis to go to Houston, Texas, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As we record, I am re I'm hours away from leaving for the LCMS National Youth Gathering which is in Houston, Texas in July. But I looked ahead at the weather forecast and I was, oh, yeah. it was hearing with John, ironically, Houston should be a, a few degrees cooler than St. Louis are <laughs> down there. <laughs> well, go figure. I'm going to escape the heat by traveling to Houston. Going to Texas, yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, on a more more serious note here, and by the way, God blessing to you and the thousands and thousands of youth that'll be down there in Houston for the youth gathering. And in fact, when this airs, that will already be over and done deal. But I did want to ask you a person. Well, first of all, I need to make a confession. Matt, if you wouldn't mind reading Hebrews chapter 12, <laughs> what's the verse there? Verse 6, 12 verse 6. That's okay. what I need you to read. I would Matt. be happy to, John. So Hebrews 12 verse 6. Yeah. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. And so I've realized, I'm doing kind of a retraction here. I think I have misrepresented this passage in previous Wrestling with the Basics and also in previous sermons. It's never too late, John. <laughs> well, that's right. Before I die, I need to make this confession on air. Because what I've done in the past, I've said, well, you know, it's interesting that the Lord disciplines. But it doesn't say that he punishes. And so I've made that distinction mm -hmm. between discipline okay. and punishment. But okay. I think what happened is I've been influenced by the discipline styles of our current culture. So I wanted to do a little questioning here, personal questions. As a child, Matt, were you ever disciplined? Was I ever, John? <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The yeah, okay. one thing... Yeah, yeah I'll tell you the one thing that probably stands out in my mind the most was I love riding my bike, rode my bike over the neighborhood and with some friends too. And But I had this nasty habit of I would get off my bike and I would just kind of let it fall to the ground. Oh, it just no. fell over, right? And mom and dad warned me, you know, Matt, that your bike has a kickstand. It's, that's what it's there for, to keep your bike up, you know, take good care of your things. And they said, if you find, if your bike is laying on the ground again, no kickstand, we're, you're, you're going to be grounded from your bike. So sure enough, you know, the moment of playing and hanging out the guys, you know, forgot to use the kickstand, bike was on the ground, mom and dad saw it, and for a week I couldn't ride my bike. Oh, uh, which Which man. for, you know, a young guy who's, you know, oh, that's yeah. his wheels, that's a set of wheels, that's how you get around, right? <laughs> so that was a big deal, a week without my bike, while all the other guys could ride their bike. So, and I uh, can just picture you jogging along behind them <laughs> as you go down yeah. to the malt shop or whatever. Right. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of decades later, I still remember that. So that's one example, John, of a, a little bit of discipline growing up. Well, you know, I myself was never disciplined because I never did anything bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And see, I thought You're that's what you were going to say. Because you and I are both only children, and I'm thinking, yeah, well, only children, right. <laughs> you know, we never do anything wrong. <laughs> of, course not. of course not. It's always, it's the siblings. It's when you get the brothers and sisters, they're the ones, right? My brother did it. Yeah, but that's the thing. We have no one to blame it on, though. That's kind of the, it's kind of the downside. <laughs> happens, you know, all eyes are on us. <laughs> you can't blame your imaginary friend. Yeah, the only time I, I remember being disciplined. And it was the only time my grandmother ever did this because she was not a woman prone to violence. <laughs> she oh, slapped no. me. She slapped me in oh, the face. Yeah. And I deserved to be slapped in the face because I, I lipped off to her. That's what I did. <laughs> There's no getting around it. Which surprised me. And I think it surprised her too. That I would, But here's the thought I had. You know, have you ever talked to some of your older members in your church about how they were disciplined? Oh, boy. Yeah. All sorts of gruesome ways. Yeah. Well, well come on, give, give us some examples as long as we're yeah, talking yeah, about no, it. Yeah. No, I think, you know, I think, you know, corporal punishment, you know, uh, physical discipline was, you know, a lot more common than it is today. Right. Yeah. And they recount stories where it was mom or dad, or maybe it was even a teacher at school who disciplined even you know, with physical discipline, physical force in different ways.
Well, yeah, I mean, I had some of my members talk about how there would be a strap up by the teacher's desk. Yeah. And if you got called up to the desk, you knew <laughs> that's <laughs> something was going to happen with that strap that you're not going to like. Or I can remember playing chess against a, a Catholic kid. Our secular school was taking on the local Catholic church school. And yeah, the kid did something wrong and the nun came over and slapped his hand with a ruler. And I'm thinking, oh yeah. my goodness, I, I don't know if I want to win or not. <laughs> what will they do to this kid if he loses? <laughs> he just lost a pawn. You know? so, so I guess that's what got me thinking about this passage, because again, we hear the discipline and we think about things like that. Oh man, you couldn't ride your bike for a week. <laughs> oh, that was a horrible, terrible punishment. Well, it was for you at that point. I'm not denying that. But it occurs to me that maybe when it says the Lord disciplines, it's not talking about it. He's going to give us a timeout for five minutes. And sure enough, when I studied the word in the Bible, it's maybe a little more than that. Now, it is true that the word discipline there is the word for education. That, that is kind of the education term in the Greek language. But again, it's just like we were talking about. Education back in those days was not putting somebody in the corner. No, it involved beating. In fact, I've got some passages, if you don't mind reading them. One from the Old Testament, which uses the same word for discipline. This is the same word for discipline. First Kings 12, 11. If right. you got that there, Matt, you got yeah, your got Bible it. handy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got it, John. <laughs> no okay. problem. It says, and now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. And, and do you know what the scorpions are there, Matt? Yeah, so that's the son of Solomon talking there. Yep, yep, And yep. yeah, I'm thinking it's whips with that are more than just leather. Probably something's in the whip that's going to tear away at flesh even worse than a normal whip might do. Yep, yeah, so pieces of metal, rock, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. And see, that's the word discipline there that we've got in our text, the Lord disciplines. And here's one that's even more striking from the New Testament. I hate to make you jump around like this, Matt, but if you... That's okay, go to the, the Gospels, Luke 23, 16. This is Pontius Pilate speaking about Jesus, what he's going to do to Jesus. I have nimble fingers to get through the scriptures <laughs> <No>. quickly. <laughs> uh, that's, I wouldn't challenge anyone else, but I feel comfortable challenging you, Matt. Thanks, John. I appreciate your vote <laughs> okay. of confidence. Luke 23, 16. He says there, Pilate says, therefore, I will punish and release him. And, and we're course, punished again. Yeah, yeah. And it is the same word again. It's the word discipline. And of course, you remember, what did they do to Jesus, Matt? What did they do to Jesus? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What, yeah, what did they do to Jesus, right? You know, the whipping and the scourging, the spitting, the mocking, and the crown of thorns, and all of those things. And I think Pilate's hope was, yeah, they would be satisfied by that, and then he could let them go. But that wasn't the case. So, so yeah, so, the punish so, discipline word, yeah. So in the past, when I tried to make a distinction between punishment and discipline in this text, I probably was incorrect. And in fact, you know, if I'd actually bothered to read the passage, I should have realized that because the passage says not only that the Lord disciplines the one he loves, but what's the latter half of the passage? <laughs> and chastises, that's a strong word, chastises every son whom he receives. Oh, you better believe that that is a stronger word because that's the word for flogging. Yeah. Okay. Not just wrapping your knuckles with a ruler. In fact, not even just giving you one good swat with a belt. You know, that means to beat somebody until they're almost dead. <laughs> so, so now I've made it kind of a scary passage and I don't intend to do that, but it just occurred to me that there are people who feel like they're being flogged. They do. There are people who are having struggles and trials in their life 
And I guess if we soften this passage, then they're thinking, well, then I guess the Lord must hate me because yeah. he's certainly doing more than just disciplining me here. But yeah, go ahead, Matt. I can sense that you want to say something. Oh, no, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I you're right, John. And I think, you know, to, to acknowledge that he disciplines the one he loves, right? Yeah. And yeah. he chastises every son whom he receives. So yeah, this is what the Lord does for those he loves. And that sounds strange to our ears, and I'm sure we're going to unpack that a little more. But 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 you're right. You know, if we didn't have that strong of a, a, a word used there for those who question that, I'm wondering, yeah, why is that chastisement happening in my life? Hebrews 12 starts gives us an answer to that question, which which is helpful, especially yeah. in those times of trouble. And if you go back and begin at verse 1 instead of verse 6, you'll find that it's actually talking all about Jesus that Jesus is the one that had been disciplined, that Jesus is the one that was chastised. And so, yeah, I'm not saying that we don't have struggles. We have some really difficult things that happen in our lives. And we've got several of our family members that are going through some extreme struggles right now. But no, that doesn't mean that, no, this is still a thing of love. It's, in fact, you know, later on in Hebrews, it says when it disciplines, it hurts. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. I'm not lightening that at all. But don't think, oh, well, my, my punishment must be so bad that I, God must really be angry at me. He must be. Well, here, here is the distinction I learned that we can make in the scripture. I don't think it's fair to distinguish between discipline and punishment. It's always a punishment and it's always painful. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's extremely mm -hmm. painful, just like a chastisement, like a flogging. But here's the distinction we can make. Here's what we know for sure. If you could read now, I'm going to make you jump back to the Old Testament again, Psalm 6, verse 1. Got it. All right. Uh, Psalm 6. Oh, Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. And here's the promise that the author of Hebrews is making us. But we will be disciplined, and we are disciplined. And sometimes it's incredibly hard to discipline. But the one thing you can be sure for sure is God's not going to be doing it in wrath. Yeah. And you did a good yeah. job of pointing that out just a moment ago, right? That's the whole point. This is discipline. It's not fun. It's not nice. It's not easy. But it's not out of meanness either. It's out of yeah. love. And, and yeah. that's the distinction. Uh, th th there's not a distinction between discipline and punishment. Now, that was a false distinction I made. But there is a distinction between the things that we struggle with and the things that come from God's wrath. And, and yep. none of the things that we're struggling with, as, as severe as they are, they have nothing to do with God's wrath. In fact, let, let's go back to another psalm, as long as it, I won't make you jump so far. Psalm 118, verse 18. Yeah, that's Psalm 118. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. See, that's the distinction. Well, well maybe to even help clarify further, I, I, let me make you go to the Gospels. Matthew 10, 28, I think it is, Matt. See if that's the verse I'm looking for. Okay, yep. Matthew 10, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So that's the thing that we really need to be frightened of, to, to have the soul and body destroyed in hell. That's, that's what death is when the Psalm 18 says he's not giving me over to death. It's not talking about physical earthly death, because obviously everyone's going to suffer physical earthly death, but that eternal death, that, and that's the wrath of God. That's the wrath of God. And that's the great comfort that Hebrews is giving us, is that won't happen to us. Let's actually get, you got, you got your Bible with the Apocrypha in it there, Matt? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I do, John. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. Because a lot of times we don't. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, we've come out of the closet. We are Lutherans here. And we're Roman, and God bless them because we probably need to have our Bibles with the Apocrypha because there's great stuff in the Apocrypha like this from 2 Maccabees 6.12. If you could All right, read here that. we go. From the Apocrypha. And now I beseech those that read this book that they be not discouraged for these calamities, but that they judge those punishments not to be for destruction, but for a chastening of our nation. So, so that's the thing we need to remember, that all the struggles we have, no, this is the one thing, and I find this comforting. This is not going to destroy us. Now, it'll yeah. put us to the test, no doubt. And, and it could give us tremendous struggles and maybe even cause us to question sometime. But the thing you can be sure of, nope, it's not going to cause you to lose your faith. And no way God's going to give up on you. And no way as a consequence of this are you going to end up in hell. That just can't happen because what's our comfort? How do we know? How do we know that when we have our struggles and trials, it isn't the wrath of God, that God isn't going to destroy us? And this is just a prelude to our final destruction, a little taste of what it's like when we all get sent to hell. How can we be sure, Matt, that is not the wrath of God? But it is, as it says, it is a discipline. It is a punishment, but it's out of love. How do we know that for sure, Matt? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would go back to Hebrews 12. The Lord disciplines those he loves. So it's out of love. That's yeah. clear. And then also, I think, you know, again, to look to Christ and how, you know, God, God poured out his wrath on his own son, even, you know, forsook him so that we aren't forsaken, so that we don't face that death that we deserve. And, you know, even more that Christ rose from the dead. He didn't abandon his son to, the, to death, but rose him from the dead. And we, by faith, are the first fruits of those who believe. We too are going to be raised. You know, this is no matter what kind of chastisements we face in this life or how difficult it might be in Christ, uh, we have hope uh, of life everlasting. That's God's promise. So hold on to that promise of God, even in the midst of discipline. And, and let, let me share with our listeners a series of passages that say exactly what you said. Not that it'll believe you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, don't take my word for it. Take yeah. God's word for it. Yeah, I yeah. Don't it, and, and, and thank you. That's the point. But what we are sharing with people right now, we don't want you to take our word for it because, you know, you know how crazy our words are sometimes. Just think about how this show opened. But listen to this and understand this is the truth. Well, I'll go with 1 Corinthians 11.32. We'll just do a bunch of them here, Matt. 1 Corinthians 11.32. Okay. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So sure, sure there's discipline. Sure there's punishment. We're sinful people. We live in a sinful world. Why should we be surprised at this stuff? That the only time that this is going to come to an end is when you and I go to heaven. And I'm looking forward to that, but I don't really want to do it right now. <laughs> okay, Lord, yeah. if you're listening to me, I thank you. I know that's going to be there. But no, I got people I love. I want to stay here for a while. And I understand if I do that, that there's going to be all kinds of disciplines and struggles just because of who I am and where I'm at. But no, I will not be condemned. And here's another promise, Romans 5, 9. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. So you hit it right on the head, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, it's because of Jesus and his blood. No, no wrath for us. See, that's the proper distinction. That's what I learned. The distinction is between punishment and wrath. And wrath, not yeah. Not between punishment and discipline. Now, that's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. But there is no wrath in this. All right, Isaiah 53, 5. Just so you see, it's not just the New Testament. This is the way yeah. it's always been. Yeah, um, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his wounds, we are healed. 
So any comments you want to make about those passages, Matt? No, yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to Jesus. Jesus is the right answer, right? We're justified by his blood. How much should we, might we be saved from the wrath of God? You know, saved by their wrath, from the wrath of God. And I, again, I just think, I keep going back to Hebrews, John, because I really love that idea of the Lord disciplining, chastising those he loves. And, you know, when I think of your earthly parents, I mean, there's abusive situations and there's, you know, there's terrible things like that, no doubt about it. But when we're blessed with loving Christian parents, I mean, that's why they discipline us. You know, your, your grandma slapping you, you know, me getting grounded from my bike, you know, that wasn't done out of, you know, just, just anger or it wasn't done out of, you know, out of a, a, you know, hatred of us, just the opposite. It was done out of love for us, you know, with our best interests in mind. And boy, that, that shapes not only how discipline is done, but also how we view that discipline. And we can view that discipline from the Lord in the same way and even greater way as he disciplines those he loves, those he calls children. Again, children through what Christ has done for us, a children through his bloodshed, through water and the word. And Matt, I appreciate that comment for two reasons. First of all, because we're not advocating that we should go back to the old days where the teachers had a belt that they were going to whack you with, because we're sinful people. I'm not sure that is a good thing for us to do because we, there is child abuse and we don't always control our emotions the way we should, but God does. See, that's the thing we know for sure. God yeah, is, yeah. is love. And I, I, so since you brought us back to Hebrews, maybe we should close the show by reading the first verses from chapter 12, the verses that come before verse six, if you don't mind reading, say just verses one through three. Okay, sure. One, two, three. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the races set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising in the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So, so yeah, there are things that will make us weary. There are things that will make us faint-hearted. There are things that we're going to have to run with endurance. No, no doubt about that. But you see, as you pointed out earlier, we got Jesus. He's the founder. He's the perfecter. He's already endured the cross. There is no wrath for you and me. It's all been put out on him. So we just go do what we need to do in love and know that we always will have the love of God like you talked about. Remember, we are your social media alternative. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with the Basics.